Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Warden. My guest today, got a beautiful name, Maria Stella. Maria Stella. <laughs> Very Maria, Italian, the, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, Mary the Star. Maria Stella. If you were a Stella, a real star, your, your whole career is going to finish with this podcast, basically. So, <laughs> so you might want to think about getting another job. Maria Stella Carletti and her family winery is Poliziano, which is a very famous winery in the Vino Nobile region of Tuscany. Welcome, Maria Stella. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. We're great. We're very happy that you're here. Now, listen, that, that, let's start with a little bit of family history. When was the Poliziano Winery founded and why is the name so special? So, Poliziano was born in 1961 when uh, my grandfather, Dino Carletti, he bought the first 22 hectares of our property all around Montepulciano. And uh, he chose the name, uh, he chose the name Poliziano because Poliziano is a very important poet from Montepulciano who lived, um, who lived there in uh, the 14th century. And uh, he was the one who educated the Medici's family and the children. So that, that proves how, how important he was at the time and how well respected he was. And also, who is from Poliziano, we call he's a Poliziano. So anybody from the, from the town of Montepulciano, yeah, which is in the is province of Siena in, in southeast Tuscany, yeah. is called a Poliziano. Yeah. So if you're in Montalcini, you've got Il Cinesi, which refers to the, the oak. Uh, but yeah. if, um, if I say, you know, where are you from? You say, io sono Poliziano. I'm a Poliziano. means, okay, that you can only come from the town of Montepulciano. Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. so, so that was the first generation. So you the second generation then. I'm the third generation. The third, okay. So your dad was? My dad is. is. Uh, my dad, uh, he took over in 1978 yep. and uh, he was the one who actually created the business let's say so Federico so he's the yeah, second generation yeah. so you're the third generation you, it's going to go bankrupt yeah. under you yeah. Yeah, the yeah. third generation yeah. thing yeah. right and I hope my, my children will <laughs> so yeah uh, I hope this will not stop so so tell me about the vineyards how are you a small estate big estate we started with 22 hectares and we're now probably we probably got to 160 Hectors. All for so, Vino Nobile. No, we've got uh, some some vineyards in uh, around Maremma. Uh, so on the Tuscan coast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we do a bit of Morellino, um, which is a Sangiovese based red. Yeah. Morellino di Scanzano. Yep, uh, indeed. And um, but no, we we focus on Vino Nobile. Vino Nobile is our. So tell me a little about about your Vino Nobile vineyards. Are they all in one spot, or do you have vineyards in different areas? Uh, no, they're all kind of uh, spread, spread around. Spread around, yeah. And um, uh, they've got different exposures, different heights uh, on sea level, and they they do create uh, very different very different grapes, uh, very different flavors um, and flavors. And um, my dad, uh, he work he works them parcellary, so like by plot and uh, so they're not like work just as a, everything being on the they're yeah, all because they're on different yeah, yeah. so in terms of altitude or soil types do you have uh, you know roughly where what are we talking about because Vino Nobile is very much it's almost like a little burgundy how mm-hmm. it's um, the landscape and you get these little you know you do get some large vineyards but yeah. these little plots lots of trees and olive trees around and, yes, and other trees yes. around so it's, I, I think it's a beautiful the area typical, to visit yeah, typical so, Tuscan <laughs> so what are you doing in the vineyards what, what different are you pruning differently on some, some areas uh, no, uh, the altitudes are not that different. Uh, it's more the soil type. Okay. For example, uh, we've got uh, two crews, two crews we that my father developed all over the years, and um, one of them is 
mainly limestone, clay, and uh, it gives a, a very different character. It gives a very deep, a very persistent wine. So, uh, so which, whereas, what's the name of that vineyard then? Uh, that's the Asinone. So just tell us what it, what is it, Vigna dell'Asinone? What does the, Vigna means the vineyard of the? Vigna, yeah. Um, what's an Asinone? Uh, Asinone is a big donkey. Okay. Uh, that's a funny story actually. It's because the, the vineyard itself, it reminds of the back of a donkey. Okay, like a donkey's back. So, yeah, and uh, uh, Americans often often laugh at it, but <laughs> it is. Uh, Did you? Fine. Does that give a wine with a particularly light color or a dark color on that? It's very dark on? color. Yeah. Uh, very dark color. Very dense. Uh, it's uh, complex. It's deep. Is it very uh, tannic or is it is it smooth? The tannins, of course, are uh, quite strong, but definitely, especially if you drink it after a few years, they really become soft they really become interesting and uh complex uh, i really what's a good uh, food match for the azinoni food match oh fiorentina which is uh t-bone steak, steak yeah steak yeah you don't look like a t-bone steak kind of person i have to be honest <laughs> really no you don't no. <laughs> i am really? i really am yeah <laughs> okay well, i know what i love guess. i love tuscan food i love okay and then the other vineyard is vigneto cagioli is that right vigneto cagioli so what yeah. is cagioli is it a place is uh, it a person cagioli is actually the address let's say the, the area where my auntie lives and uh it is completely different from uh, Asinone uh, and it's crazy because the two vineyards are less than 10 kilometers away from each other and they're about the same height about 400 uh, altitude I mean uh, 400 meter mm-hmm. meters on uh, sea level and the soil but, yeah uh, the soil is uh, it, it's got a really clear marine origin origin so it's marine sediments. Yes, and uh, I remember when I used to play at my auntie's house. I used to find little shells because it was cle- it was clear that sea was there. So that that gives very a very distinct uh, salinity, and uh, that of course goes in the wine. So which do, which one do you pick first, the Azinone or pick the Cagioli? So the Azinone comes first, mm-hmm. and then you pick the Cagioli. What's how, roughly what difference? Is it a couple of weeks or a week or? Uh, a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks. Okay, now what about your main markets? Main markets, well, of course, America. Uh, America's really big, but we're hoping on of expanding. Uh, my dad, the volcano, okay. <laughs> he's uh, he's looking, um, he's really looking at expanding, and uh, we're now very interested on China, Japan, which are, of course really far away, really uh, different from us. So you're going to buy more vineyards or are you just looking at directing sales? Well, I don't know about my father, but doesn't sound bad to me. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good sign. I mean, if you're often, Vino Nobili lives in the shadow, particularly of Brunello, which is maybe yeah. it's 20 kilometers away. It's very yeah. close. I know. Towards the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, Canti, you have a big range. You have cheap, 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 and you have expensive, expensive, so expensive. I mean, what do you, what do you see for the future? Someone that goes and sells the wine for Vino Nobili. Um, do you, are you positive? Do you um, think, um, well, I think Vino Nobili is a it's really a wine that deserves to be drunk, deserves to be um, Better known. known. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm hoping, I, I cannot control market, I'm afraid. If I could, I would, I would definitely, but... Um, Do you think there'll ever be a denomination just saying, oh, so Vino Nobili just 100% Sangiovese and then Vino Nobili as it is now, which is 85 Sangiovese minimum. Um, and then you can, if you want to, you're perfectly legally allowed to put in um, Tuscan yeah. other grapes or Merlot, Cabernet, Merlot, yeah. Do you think that will ever come about? 
or do you think that would be a step that would be a difficult step I for the region we, to make? I think we should. We really, really should do 100% Sangiovese because that's our terroir, that's our tradition. We are the only ones who can state to be producing Prugnolo Gentile. Which is the local name for Sangiovese. Yes, uh, and uh, we, I think it would give us such a competitive, a big competitive edge. And, um, It'd be great for Montalcino because then they would have some real competition. Exactly. So exactly. We, what you need to do is get the volcano, your dad, to really start <laughs> banging the drum for 100% Sangiovese. And then the third generation of volcanoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, Maria Stella, thank you very much for coming today and telling us about the Poliziano Winery and the history of the name thank and you your vision for the future, which um, is very uh, progressive, the 100% Sangiovese. I don't think it will happen. I think it would be I a great know. idea. But I know. It, it, is a, it is a challenge. Yeah, for sure. It is. Yeah, and, but we're in, and we're in Italy as well, so. But I, uh, yeah, things exactly. happen slowly. Yeah. So we <laughs> well, happen, I, I think we really should. All right, Maria Stella, thanks very much. Thank you. Enjoy the Thank Italy. you. Thank you. I will. Thanks. <laughs> Me Ciao. too. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.